Confidence is a mindset and it's something that you have to be very intentional about. It has to be repeated over a period of time for it to stick. Don't wait for that perfect opportunity to speak up because that perfect opportunity is never going to happen. You don't have to have all the answers to add value. You can add value with what you already know. Give yourself permission to make mistakes and then forgive yourself when they happen and move forward. I'm not afraid anymore to do the scary thing. And if it works out, that's great. But if it doesn't, you know, I know that I can pick myself back up. Welcome to the Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever been so excited to record an intro for a podcast interview. As you probably heard from the opening clips to this podcast episode, I have guests on the show today, and I have not had guests on the Art of Speaking Up podcast for a while, and the two guests, the two women that I have on today's episode are simply incredible. I am so excited to tell you a little bit about them, to introduce you to them, and more importantly, for you to get to hear their wisdom and guidance, because I have worked with these two women for a year and watched them grow and thrive, and they have quite a lot of knowledge that I think will help you grow and thrive if you are in process of finding your voice and building confidence in your career. If you're new here, I'm Jess. Hello, I'm the host of the show, and I am a career coach for ambitious women. I support women in building confidence, becoming really effective communicators, and thriving in their careers and advancing into leadership. If you've been around here for a minute and you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that my signature group program is called the Art of Speaking Up Academy. This is my group program where I support my clients in building confidence, learning to exude confidence when they speak, and learning to communicate in a way that is highly effective and helps them further their careers. And the two guests that I am interviewing on today's episode are both clients of mine, not just inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, but I offer my academy students an advanced round of the Art of Speaking Up Academy for those of them who want to continue working with me after the Art of Speaking Up Academy is over. And the two women that are on today's episode, Shara and Caitlin, worked with me both inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, and they went on to work with me in the advanced round of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, which means I got to know them quite well, they got to know me quite well, and most importantly, I got to be a part of and witness and help facilitate their growth and transformation. And I feel so honored to have them on the podcast, not just because they have a lot to share that I think is going to be very helpful to you, but because both of them represent strong, confident female leaders who are not just brilliantly talented and wildly effective in the work that they do, but who are empathetic 
and heart-centered and just the kind of female leaders that I get really, really excited about. Inside this interview, we cover so many useful topics. You're going to hear them talk about what they personally found most helpful in their journey of building confidence, their best tips for handling moments of doubt and showing up with confidence even when the doubt creeps in, and some of their biggest takeaways and learnings when it comes to growing and changing and becoming more self-confident and self-assured as a female leader. You will hear them talk quite a lot about their experience working with me inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. If you're feeling curious about that program, head to the show notes of this episode where you will see a link to my website, justguzzitcoaching.com slash academy, and you can learn all about the Art of Speaking Up Academy. My next launch and open enrollment for the Art of Speaking Up Academy is right around the corner. Doors are going to open May 1st through May 12th. If you visit my website at the link in the show notes, you can add yourself to the waitlist for the Art of Speaking Up Academy so that you are first to find out when doors open. I'm not going to give too much of an intro because I want to really let them speak to their experiences, but I will share one thing to clarify that will that will ensure that the interview makes sense. So in certain parts of the interview, Shara talks about this idea that confidence is like a baklava. And she is referring to a very specific podcast episode from the archives. So I'm going to quickly just walk you through the confidence baklava analogy so that when we talk about confidence and baklava, it makes sense. But basically, one of my philosophies about confidence, and I've shared this in prior episodes, is that it's something that we build in layers and it's something that deepens through our experience of showing up strong when we encounter challenging circumstances. And every time we overcome something difficult or get past a really big obstacle, our confidence gets stronger. And I think about this a lot like baklava because when I was younger, my grandmother used to make baklava. And I specifically remember it so vividly because it was so time consuming. She would buy these really thin, like paper thin sheets of pastry, and she would take a ton of them, like a whole pile of them, and she would brush every single sheet of pastry very carefully with butter, and she would put that sheet in the pan, and then she would brush another sheet of pastry with butter, and she would put that sheet in the pan, and she would keep doing this like slowly, methodically, carefully. And I'm such an impatient person. Like when I cook, I want the food to be ready quickly. And I really struggle with recipes and and things like that. that They're very slow and meticulous. And I would just remember that her baklava, like when it would come out of the oven and I would bite into it, there would be these like crispy, light layers of dough. And then when you bite in, this sweet butter would just ooze as you were biting. And that delicious baklava sensation, I haven't really experienced it in other foods or other pastries. And that happens because of the layers, because of each layer in that pastry and how carefully each layer is brushed with butter. And you can't shortcut your way to that. Like she just has to be there in the kitchen, putting butter on every layer. And it takes time. And I think about confidence that way as well. We can't shortcut our way to confidence. We have to build it one layer at a time. And it's not always quick. 
It's not always overnight. It's not always instant, but that's okay. It's totally worth it because the output that we get at the end, the baklava, that buttery sensation is so good. It's the same with confidence. The confidence we build, the feeling of finding your voice, feeling badass, feeling powerful, feels so good that it's worth putting in the layers. And with that, I'm gonna cut into the interview. Let's meet Shara and Caitlin. Enjoy. First off, Jess, I wanted to thank you for having me on your podcast. It is a huge honor to be on your show. My name's Caitlin. I am a marketer by day, mom 24-7, and of course, a recent alumni of the Artist Speaking Up Academy. And so I'm really privileged and honored to be here today. Yes, I'm so happy to be here, Jess, and just excited to finally be a part of the show I've been listening to for years. My name is Shara. I'm a 40-something working mom. I currently work for a healthcare technology nonprofit and I work in marketing. I've been in this field for going on about seven years. And prior to that, you know, I transitioned from an adjacent field. Yay. So excited to have you both. So let's start with the topic of feeling confident, expressing yourself, feeling more authentic at work. Caitlin, where would you say you're at when it comes to your journey with those things? I feel like I've come a long way, especially in the last year uh, with working on my confidence, especially in the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So I always feel like I'm a work in progress. However, I definitely feel that I'm more confident in my skin than ever before. So the old me would always be in a call or a meeting and wait to be called on. I would overanalyze everything before I said it. And I would feel like I needed to be a subject matter on everything before I spoke up. And the new me dives in, I get dirty, I get comfortable with being uncomfortable, and I've been presenting on town halls, I make plans and present to leadership. I just feel very empowered and confident in my skin. And one thing that's really ringing true this past year is I'm just nicer to myself and that helps my confidence come through. I love that. I'm such a huge proponent of being kind to ourselves. And you used a word that I think is really important to highlight. You use the word messy, like I'm not afraid to get messy. And I would be curious to hear a little bit more about that because I think that might be really helpful for people to hear about. Yeah. So I always used to think confidence was being perfect. And really I discovered this year, it's not, it's rolling up your sleeves, jumping in, taking that first action and getting dirty and messy and not being afraid to make a mistake because it's when you make those mistakes that I feel like you learn more and that true confidence can start to shine through. Yes. And a lot of people find it very hard to like let go of the perfectionism model and do more of what you're talking about. And I'm curious if that is something you relate to personally. Yes, I definitely relate to that personally. I am a very perfectionist type person. And so it's been a challenge to let go, but I am slowly but surely getting there. And I think what I had said previously is just like being more kind to myself. If a meeting doesn't go perfectly, I don't dwell on it all day and I don't put myself down. You know, I say it was just one meeting. I'm going to go back to it tomorrow and, you know, do better the next time. And so it's important not to beat yourself up in the process. And I think that helps you just increase your confidence and have yourself be nicer to yourself. I think that's, that's what matters the most. 
I 100% agree. I think that our relationship with ourselves is like the deepest foundation that exists. Like if you think of confidence as being built in layers, like those deep foundational layers in my perspective are exactly what you're talking about. So I love that so much. And Shara, let's hear a little bit about you and where you see yourself in your own confidence building journey. And we'll start there and then dig in a little bit. So I would say that when I started this journey at this point, about a a little over a year ago, I would consider myself Shara version 1.0. And what that looked like for me was really just being the wallflower in meetings, not speaking up, being afraid of taking risks. And most of all, you know, I was extremely hard on myself. I often would beat myself up if I made a mistake in a meeting or if I, you know, said the wrong thing, or even when I felt like I should speak up and I didn't. Uh, Later after the meetings, I would just kind of focus on that and just be really hard on myself. And, you know, through the course of the past year, I've learned a lot about myself. And through that journey, I feel like I've learned to trust myself a lot more. And, you know, I've learned to take risks and, you know, sometimes it worked out and sometimes it didn't, but through it all, I challenged myself and I grew in that process. And the the lesson that came out of that process was really just self-compassion, you know, learning that I can have my own back. And that has allowed me to just keep moving forward no matter what I'm faced with, to be honest. So I would definitely say if I compared, you know, Shara 1.0 to Shara today, I'm definitely Shara 2.0. I'm much more confident um, in a completely different place than I was professionally last year. And a lot of that is just because of that confidence and the way that I see myself now. I'm more aware of my abilities. I'm a lot less hard on myself. You know, I celebrate my wins, but when things don't go well, I learn to just pick myself up and try again. So I've had a lot of growth in the past year and a half, and I'm I'm really proud of myself. I love that. Something that is re- that I'm really noticing that both of you are sharing, which I think is so interesting, is neither of you are saying like, oh, I got so much better at my job. I became so much more of like a high performer. It's so interesting to me that both of you are speaking to your relationship with yourselves. And I'm curious if maybe at the beginning of your journey, you thought it was about like having to get better, right? And do things better or whether you kind of went into your own process knowing that it was about your relationship with yourself. I always thought it was my actual work and that I had it to be the best at everything. I had to know every platform. I had to know every software. I had to be the subject matter on everything. And so when I started the Art of Speaking Up Academy, and Jess, I really learned from you that the first thing you really need to do is look at your mindset and how you're speaking to yourself and how you're kind to yourself first and work on your inner self-critic. And that plays a much bigger role than your work execution. I mean, that of course is important, but, you know, being confident and being your own biggest cheerleader is one of the best things that you could do for yourself professionally and personally. Absolutely. I mean, Caitlin, I definitely agree with you. And I know that you and I share very similar experiences, both being marketers and just being very similar people. And I would agree. I mean, it's almost like the way that I've defined confidence has really evolved. And I think about, you know, early on before I started this journey and how I would look at certain people and I just assumed that they were confident by nature. You know, I thought confidence was almost like this fixed personality trait and you either were confident or you weren't. 
I didn't realize that confidence was really something that you could learn. And it's almost like this mental muscle that you can, can really work on. So I would echo, you know, what you said about just looking at confidence as being more than just your capabilities. It's not just your resume. It's really about that inner part of yourself, that mindset, and it can be cultivated. And I think that Jess, that's, you know, a lesson that I learned through your academy for sure. I love that so much. Obviously you both are like speaking the things that I love, right? Because like, these are the themes that I focus on inside that program and inside my work. Cheryl, what you said about, I just assume like there's two kinds of people in the world, confident people and non-confident people. I very much went through that thought process as well in my journey of thinking like, oh, something is wrong with me. And I'd be curious to hear both of your thoughts and reactions. But I think one thing that that has been central in my own process and in just the way that I coach and run my programs is this idea of like, we get to just decide that for ourselves. We don't, there isn't like some king or ruler or entity out there that decides what confidence means. We get to decide what that looks like for us and then go out and build it. And I'd just be curious to hear if either of you have any thoughts on this idea of like thinking confidence is like this fixed thing that you either have or you don't versus starting to see it as something that you get to define for yourself in the same way that you would set a goal, right? Like you set a goal and then you become it with confidence. It's like, I choose who I want to be. And then I just work on becoming that person. I, I thought it was this fixed goal, but there was something that you talked about, Jess, in the earlier part of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, where you could design and create your own version of the most powerful woman in the room. And that exercise was really powerful to me. And I got to envision for myself what I felt was confidence, what I thought was powerful. And Every time I have a moment where I don't feel like that, or I am in a meeting where I'm like, should I speak up or shouldn't I? I go back to that version of the most confident person in the room. And I think, well, what would she do? And it really helps you change your perspective on things. Yeah, I love that. I think what's so important too is that, like, when we are thinking about who we want to become, the confidence we want to have, the voice we want to have, a lot of times we build that vision thinking that that version of us never experiences struggle or adversity or that confident people don't experience struggle and adversity. And I laugh because it sounds so absurd to say it out loud, but I think a lot of us have that belief. And so then we encounter a moment of struggle and adversity and we have like this, oh crap moment of, I guess like I can't do it. I guess I'm not worthy. I guess I never will become confident. And I love to take our definition of who we're becoming and the confidence we're building and really infuse it with resilience and really think about how does the confident version of you handle a difficult moment so that when that comes up, you don't interpret it as, oh, I guess I'm not meant for this or I can't do it. You interpret it as like, oh, it's game time. Like now it's time for me to really show myself what I'm made of. It's funny that you you mentioned that because I think for me, that has been one of the biggest lessons over the past year, you know, through all of the challenges that I've had, you know, professionally over my career, but especially since joining the Academy, it was really through those challenges that I was able to really see what I was made of. And I always go back to one of the great metaphors that you use, Jess, about confidence being like baklava <laughs> and how there's these different layers. And the more layers, you know, the sweeter the dessert. 
And I think of confidence like that as well. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely something that for me has been earned and it's been earned through all the adversity. You know, had I not gone through the things that I went through, I don't know that I would know that I could handle them. So very much I would agree with this view of confidence as being something that can be changed and can be learned and you can grow into it for sure. Oh, yeah. And also, and I want to hear your thoughts on this as well, Caitlin. Also, it's it's those adverse experiences that sometimes give you the most high quality layers to the baklava. So we think like, oh, the baklava is sweet because of all these layers of amazing accomplishments that I've created in my career. And that's what's going to build my confidence. And it's really hard to realize this when we're in the moment and we're actually experiencing a struggle. But then we look back at the confidence, the baklava of confidence that we've built. And we're like, oh, that hard thing. That was like the best stuff that contributed to my confidence. But of course, in the moment when we're in the thing that it's that is hard, it can be very challenging to have that perspective. And of course, like that's I would say that's a huge part of what it means to experience coaching is to be able to navigate through those experiences in a way that builds you as opposed to in a way that breaks you. I'd love to hear from each of you if you have a story or an example that you feel really proud of that really captures the evolution in your self-confidence and your leadership at work. So in the past year, you know, this was a challenging year for me, a lot of highs and a lot of lows, but it started with me, you know, leaving a position where I felt very comfortable with an organization I'd been with for several years to take a higher position for, you know, a much larger corporation. And it was in a much bigger expanded role. And, you know, I had high hopes for that job and it, it didn't turn out what I thought it wasn't the greatest fit during that period. You know, I felt really challenged, definitely was having a tough time adjusting And I had a couple of opportunities where I could have went back to my old job. I was very fortunate to have that as an option, but I surprised myself because I would say about midway through when things got really tough, when normally I would have just turned back and went back to my comfort zone for the first time I didn't, um, I really dug my heels into the sand and I just kept going and I kept on going. You know, I had two more transitions in that year that were equally challenging, but what ended up happening was I found myself in a role that was beyond what I could have even wished for. Um, learned so much along the way, you know, not just from a skill standpoint, which I definitely did, but ultimately when I look back in that year, you know, I really learned about myself and my ability to be resilient, as we were talking about earlier. So for me, that's probably the best example, you know, of what I've grown through and and gone through in the past year and kind of where this journey has brought me. Yeah. And when you think about your evolution as a leader and you sort of think about maybe like the next five years of your career, I'm sure that you can see how the difficult moments and staying in that transition and sticking with it is going to serve you not just now, but probably in the future of your career also. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's taught me so much about, you know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. I think that that was probably one of the biggest lessons, you know, during those times where I felt particularly challenged, it was, those were the growth periods, you know, and growth is not comfortable. It it, it never is. And so just realizing that I've been able to almost expand my tolerance for discomfort. I think that that's really been the cherry on top of of this year in my growth. Yeah, I love that. So we've talked a little bit about big belief shifts that you've both experienced, right? So we've talked about this idea of 
perfectionism and confidence are kind of two opposites and that you kind of have to let go of the perfectionism to build the confidence. We've also talked about this idea of confidence isn't a thing that some people have and some people don't. It's this muscle that you learn to flex and you get to figure out what the confident version of you is like and build that. And every human is like 100% capable of doing that. I'm curious there, we might've hit on the big ones, but are there any other sort of shifts or light bulbs or aha moments that you've had that have changed the way that you see yourself and changed the way that you view confidence? For me, I would say um, it's the realization that you don't have to have all the answers to add value. You know, you can add value with what you already know. I think a lot of women especially when I was, I learned this when I was in the, in the art of speaking up Academy, we fall into this trap of expertise where you feel like you have to have all the letters behind your name. You have to know all the things to be qualified enough just to speak up in a room of your peers. And what I learned is that, you know, what I have to say is valuable. And when I hold that in, I think you said this, Jess, you know, I'm not only shortchanging myself, but others around me, you know, my perspective even if I don't think that it's, you know, worthy, you know, could be the thing that moves the project forward. And so the more that I speak up, I realize the more power I have in my voice. And it's something that I try to remember that the power doesn't really lie in just the answers. It's what I already bring to the table. It's enough. I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. How about you, Caitlin? Any, anything come up here for you? I would just have to add, and I think it's something we talked about a little bit earlier, that confidence isn't perfection. You don't have to have all the answers in the room and you should speak your mind and be okay with it as long as you're confident in your own skin and what you're presenting. It's kind of just getting out of your own head, I feel like. 100%. And I think what you're both speaking to overlaps because it is the perfectionism that makes us think I need to know more, have more expertise. I need to be the person in the room who has the most information in order to give myself permission to speak. And as we realize that those are ways that we're compensating for the lack of confidence, then we can build the actual confidence, which is what guides us to take up space and jump in before we have, like you said, Shara, I love that, like all the letters after our name or all of the information. So I love those reflections. Last question in this section of the interview, how has your definition of confidence evolved and changed? Yeah. So for me in the past, I would always think I could never mess up when I was speaking in a room. I again, had it to be perfect, that subject matter on every little thing. And then the future me for my confidence, I pulled a definition from an exercise we did in the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And I will read to you now what my new definition of confidence looks like. So it's confidence looks like the most powerful woman in the room. Confidence is going into the swamp and not being afraid to get dirty. Confidence is allowing myself the grace to fail and be uncomfortable and telling myself to keep going on anyways. Oh, I that's taking me back to when you shared that in our group. And that resonated with me so, so much. <laughs> Thank you. I'd love to hear your perspective as well, Shara, if you have thoughts on this one. Sure. I mean, I think definitely confidence for me was was certainly rooted in the understanding that confidence was focused on abilities. I think I really, for me, I was really stuck on that whole expertise strap, but I also think that my view of confidence back then was very conditional. I I felt like it was easy to be confident when things were going well, or, 
you know, when, as Caitlin said, you were performing perfectly, it was harder, you know, to see myself as a confident woman when I wasn't doing well, or, you know, didn't have all of the letters by my name. But I think the way that I've looked at confidence now and how it's grown is to me, I would say I define it as a belief in myself. It's the ability to achieve my goals, but more than that, it's my ability to bounce back from the challenges. I'm not afraid anymore to see the scary things do the scary things. And if it works out, that's great. But if it doesn't, you know, I know that I can pick myself back up. And so that definition, you know, has really stuck with me. Yes. Oh my gosh. I just love so much how you're both speaking to the resilience aspect of this. And I think sometimes it can be a little bit hard to let go of that initial fantasy that we have of what we want confidence building to be, which is like, I'm successful all the time. And then I feel good all the time. And then my confidence grows and then I'm more successful. And then I feel good. And it's like this never ending cycle of feeling good. And of course, feeling good, having the wins, having the big accolades is a huge part of it and is quite important, especially for us as women to really bask in our accomplishments and take up that space. But there are other layers to the baklava. And I feel like both of you, <laughs> I love the giggle that I heard. I feel like you're both um, really just embracing the full spectrum of what it means to be confident. Because the truth is, if we can't weather something hard, we become very limited as leaders and we become very limited in what we can do in our jobs. And we begin to realize that, oh, by me opening myself up to hard things, that's when I feel really badass. That's when I really feel like I can handle things. And this other perfectionistic approach where I'm trying to get it right all the time and just have success after success after success, it's actually not helping me build a confidence that is lasting. So love that. Thank you both for echoing themes that I feel like are so, so, so important. We're going to pivot and share a little bit of reflection and guidance for anyone listening who is in their process of building confidence so that the wisdom that you all have been accumulating so that you can share it with other women. Why do you think from your personal experience and your own perspectives, why do you think that we sometimes get very stuck even though we want to change? Why do you think we get in those patterns of like stuckness and repeating old habits that we're trying to shift? It's, it was always that inner critic and that self-doubt. And I was always worried about rejection. Will somebody like what I'm saying or presenting? Will they like my ideas? And if they don't, it was that really that fear of failure. And it would just get me so nervous. And I knew I, I wanted to change, but just that fear of not being perfect and having those negative thoughts really like prevented me from taking those steps to grow my confidence and, you know, continue higher up in my career. Oh, I love that, Caitlin. When you feel the fear come up now, like, and it tries to kind of pull you down into that old pattern, what do you do? I definitely talk myself up like I'm my best friend. I think of what would I say to a good friend if they were in this situation and I know I wouldn't put that person down. So I try to build myself up like I would somebody else. I also do this thing before I do a large presentation of where I high five myself in the mirror just to like <laughs> pop myself up and, you know, feel really good. 
And another thing I like to do if like, you know, I, I had those fears or self-doubt creep in again is I look at my uh, jar, Jess and I, I'm not remembering the name of the jar that you gave to us at the Artist Speaking Up Academy, but it was a jar where we put little beads in. And every time we did something, like it took a small or big action, we put a bead in there. And I take a look at that jar every day. And if I'm having a bad day, I'm like, well, look how much I've accomplished so far. And that kind of brings me up and makes me feel so much better about myself. And it pushes me to keep going. I love that so much. And I think that that's also just going to serve you as you expand into leadership as well, because what the what you're cultivating within yourself and what you're talking about is something that is enormously useful when you have more and more people that you are leading, right? And that you are guiding. So love that. Thank you for sharing that. I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this one. Also, share on why we stay stuck. So one of my favorite quotes is from a book by James Clear called Atomic Habits. And he says, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems." And the way that I look at confidence is very similar to habits. And that's, you know, essentially what his book is about, how to form habits. Confidence is a mindset and it's something that you have to be very intentional about. It has to be repeated over a period of time for it to stick. And I think for me, you know, learning to look at confidence as a habit and to put that habit into practice, that's what made it stick. And that's the difference between me also being stuck. You know, when I, I would kind of try to be confident and then things would not go my way. And so I'd kind of give up, but I had to really be just really focused on every day, trying to make these small changes continually for me to finally see the result. And I am seeing those results, but it definitely took time, just like it takes, you know, a habit a while for it to finally form. Yes. Oh, I love what you both share. Okay. Next question is your thoughts on this idea of coping with the vulnerable feeling of putting your voice out there, starting to take up more space, starting to speak up before you feel ready, right? Because I think a huge part of the process is is sort of reckoning with the fact that your brain is never going to be like, okay, we feel amazing. Time for you to talk in the meeting, right? Like you're always going to be faced with these vulnerable moments and that resistance And I would be curious what each of you might share with someone who is experiencing that, who wants to speak up but and take up more space, but the vulnerability and the doubt is getting in their way. What is something that they could think about or explore to help them with that? Confidence doesn't happen overnight. So it's more of a marathon and not a sprint. And that just taking that first action is hugely impactful and making sure you continue to take those strides. And most importantly, I would say, be gentle on yourself, give yourself permission to make mistakes and then forgive yourself when they happen and move forward. And so just being gentle to yourself and remembering to just speak up. Even if you do one small action in a meeting, that's going to add up and increase your confidence over time. I would definitely agree with you, Caitlin. You know, For me, and I think a lot of people, vulnerability is just, it's one of those emotions that is just incredibly hard to navigate because it's just very, very uncomfortable and no one likes to feel uncomfortable. So we avoid that discomfort. But for me, you know, the way that I've learned to navigate vulnerability is just first giving myself space and grace, right? 
just accepting, you know, this is how I feel in that moment and allowing myself to, to really feel that way. And then challenging myself in small ways, like you mentioned, Caitlin, you know, taking those baby steps. So for me, that looked like asking questions or that opening banter, you know, in a meeting, those first few minutes where everyone's just talking about their day, you know, I would jump in there or, you know, trying to get to know people outside of the meeting so that I would feel more comfortable with them when I joined the meeting. You know, there are little things that you can do that, like you said, will go a long way. Love it. And in the spirit of advice, what is one, and you've shared a couple, both of you, but what is one like tip or tool or hack that has helped you either prepare for meetings or something you do before a big presentation or just something that you found, whether it's a ritual or a mindset practice that you would recommend someone try that's worked really well for you? Something that I learned in the Artist Speaking Up Academy again, Jess, so don't strive for that perspection or being that 10 in a meeting. Strive for just being neutral and don't put that added pressure on yourself. I think it's hugely been impactful for me and my confidence. So it's reducing the perfectionism in myself. I could think if I just could get to that five or that neutral spot and present that way, it helps me get out of my head. And I also think about the project instead and moving it along and not about myself. My mindset now is more on the project and getting it completed and not what Caitlin's thinking or what Caitlin <laughs> thinks other people are thinking about her during the call. And that's been hugely helpful. So good. Oh, I'm such a big fan of both of those. How about you, Shara? For me, it's been really helpful to focus on finding that angle that I feel passionate about in the work or I'm just really excited about. I have no problem outside of work when I'm really passionate about sports or politics, you know, speaking my mind, or if I'm with a good friend, I'm probably extremely loud <laughs> most of the time. But then it's interesting how in meetings, we we suddenly shift, right? We become very self-conscious. And so what I have tried to do is to really shift my perspective. And so when I join a meeting, I try to really engage with people and try to understand, you know, what excites them. Because often I find that, you know, just finding a way to solve a problem or help people are, are angles that help me to become really passionate about the project. So I think if you can find, you know, that angle in your work that you're passionate about or whatever it is that motivates you, focusing on that, it helps you engage more, you know, and it helps you, you know, do things like be more curious and just really be focused less on how you feel and, and really just, you know, stick with, you know, what you need to learn or accomplish in that meeting. That's so true. I think one of the best hacks ever is finding and remembering what excites you and what you enjoy about what you do. I have just found that that is probably the most effective thing of them all because when you start to feel that feeling inside, then you get this momentum that can't really be created any other way. And it's coming from the inside out and it's real. And so I love that you shared that. And I also loved what you said, Caitlin, about just like lowering the bar and I don't need to be a 10 out of 10. I think this is huge because of course our brains want us to be a 10 out of 10, right? Like our mind wants us to be perfect. And so we have this, you know, we want to make this big leap. And unfortunately our desire to make that big leap is what gets in the way of making the leap because we put so much pressure on ourselves that we aren't able 
to show up the way we want to. And ironically, it's by releasing the pressure then that all of a sudden we begin to feel more grounded and more courageous. So those are wildly valuable tips. Thank you so much for sharing those. Okay. We have one last question and then we're going to pivot into the closing questions. So what would you say to someone who is on the fence and thinking about joining the Art of Speaking Up Academy? I know both of you were very much on the fence, so you can relate to this. If someone else is in that spot, what would you say to them? I would say definitely do it. I've grown a lot in the last year, and it took me a while to join because I never invested a lot in myself. I would always give to other people and not be afraid to give people gifts and spend money on them. And for myself, I would always overthink that. And so it was been a really great and different to finally focus on me. I have learned so much from your academy, Jess, in addition to your podcast that I could never learn anywhere else. And you helped me bring out what has already been inside of me all along. And so I really thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. I've learned, <laughs> yeah, um, I learned so many different like tools and tricks in the academy that has helped me in my career right now. And I know it's going to help continue in my career in the future and also in my personal life, just being able to speak up more in many different situations. So I would definitely say, go for it, ladies. You're in good hands with Jess. I think you know, as Caitlin said, I also had a similar struggle where, you know, I put so much energy and investment in everyone else in my life, especially as a mom, you know, that I certainly put myself on the back burner. And so for anyone out there that is listening and you are in that boat, you know, as Caitlin said, do it. It's, you know, a thousand percent worth it because self-care isn't just bubble baths or, (laughs) (laughs) scented candles. And, you know, those are nice. You know, what I've learned in the past year that self-care is really giving yourself this gift of bettering yourself. And you can do that in many ways. But one of the ways that I found is really investing myself in, in this class, you know, the way that it has impacted me professionally, I can't stress enough. Like I said, in the beginning, I'm in a completely different space than I was a year ago. I've elevated my career in ways that I honestly probably wouldn't have imagined when I started this journey. And, you know, I owe that and I credit that to you, Jess, and to this, to this course. It's really been powerful. So if you're on the fence, jump over the fence. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> love it. And what I'll say to both of you is that I think it's more about finding something that was already in you, right? Yeah. It feels very much like coming home to something that is buried beneath a lot of layers. And that's something that I have seen in both of you and just want to reflect back to both of you is that like, it's just getting getting rid of the gunk (laughs) that's getting in the way of that. Okay, we're going to pivot to the closing questions. This is an optional question. I When I did a bunch of guest interviews, I would ask them this. Is there anything, any message or any topic on your heart? It could literally be anything that's important to you that I haven't asked you about that you want to mention or talk about? Something that's really important to me, you know, as a woman of color, I do have a very unique experience. Often when I go into rooms, I am the only one in a room of people that look like me. And it can be incredibly intimidating if you feel that way. And so, you know, I once read in this book that they were saying, you know, so many of us feel so lucky when we finally get a seat at the table that we don't even feel worthy to speak up once we get there. So 
what I would say to anyone out there, any woman of color, or anyone out there that just feels this way, as we all you know, do feel in this Art of Speaking Up Academy, is that you're not alone. Many of us are going through this. And in addition to the tools that you'll learn in this course and the tools that you'll learn on your own, things that I found that really helped me was just strategies, you know, really opening up and identifying people around me that could relate to my experience, people that could act as sponsors for me. There are other ways that you can, you know, advance in addition to furthering your mindset. And so I think it's just really important to acknowledge that experience, Jess. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Shara. So we are going to move into the closing questions and we are doing good on time. So (laughs) I'm going to turn the tables and see if either of you has a question that you want to ask me and I'm going to put myself in the hot seat. My brain's like, why are we doing this? (laughs) Because we have some extra time and I thought that could be fun. Optional. (laughs) What was your journey like uh, leading you up to the Jess that we all know and love now? What was Jess uh, 1.0 like? Yeah. So that is, that is a big question, but (laughs) there was, it was rough. I mean, there were a lot of choppy waters that just 1.0 swam through. Not that there aren't choppy waters now, but I, I share this now and then on the podcast, but I very, very much deeply struggled with confidence, felt very, very insecure in the earlier years of my corporate career. That definitely evolved as I got deeper into my career and built confidence. But I was quiet. I hid. I didn't take up space. I was scared to communicate with executives. If there were people in the room who I perceived to be smart or powerful or better than me in some way, I would really just like shrink and my whole body would contract. And it was really a very long process for me of unlearning that and also learning to unlearn it with a lot of kindness towards myself and compassion like you both have mentioned because that truly is the way out of that experience and it was a combination of my own i would say commitment to finding out what i was capable of and i did lots of coaching that helped me along the way because i don't believe that we are meant to do these things alone that has really helped me and i i'm not by any means some perfect human now who doesn't struggle or who doesn't have moments where things feel hard but i certainly feel like that version of me is is one that I've grown through and I can't completely relate to certain parts of me, like certain very fearful, insecure parts of me. Maybe they'll pop up now now and again. And I'm like, oh, hi, I know what that is. That's from the past. That's old. That's okay. I can make space for that and be kind to myself. But um, yeah, does that answer your question, Caitlin? Yeah, I love that. And it's very relatable. And I feel like a lot of women relate to that. And what's so great about the Art of Speaking Up Academy is just having a community of women who are all going through like similar things and issues. And it's nice to just be able to lean on each other. And like you said, we're not alone. And so it's great to have this community to have this journey together. It's just so much more impactful. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, when I started this show, one thing that was really important to me was to be open and transparent and honest, because one of the struggles that I was having when I was going through some of those parts of my career is like, I couldn't find anyone else who appeared to be struggling. And I would 
go to workshops and professional development spaces for women. And I was like, okay, cool. Like maybe they'll be talking about how awful I feel inside and I'll feel less alone in this experience. And I found that people weren't really open about it. And so then I became more alienated and I have always had a commitment on this show to being transparent about my experiences and about the ugly parts and the yucky parts and the icky parts because I'm just not doing anyone a service by concealing that or pretending that I'm some amazing sparkly person that built this amazing sparkly career and has never felt anything other than amazing and sparkly because that is very far from the truth. How about you, Shara? Anything come to mind? This is no pressure. I threw the wild card in. As a coach, do you still have moments where you feel less than confident? And if you do, what do those moments look like? And and how do you handle it, Jess? Yes, all the time. And I think for me, the goal is never to stop feeling those things. It's just always to be the person that I want to be when those things come up. So the way that I think about it is... If I'm stretching myself, and this applies to all of us, right? If I'm stretching myself, if you're stretching yourself, then we're going to encounter more adversity because when we step outside of our comfort zones, that's when things are going to get harder and our confidence is going to be shaken. And so for me, it's almost like I'm past the point where I'm kind of hoping that's not going to happen. And I'm kind of just expecting that, okay, I want to live a big life and have a big career. And so that means that I'm going to have to slay some dragons. And my goal is not to avoid the dragons, (laughs) but just to get really, really good at knowing what to do when they come up. And for me, it's so funny because it echoes what you both shared at the beginning of the interview to really bring us full circle. It's about being kind and supportive of myself and really at a deep level, understanding what that looks like and feels like within me during the moments where things get hard and I feel very tempted to beat up on myself and turn against myself. And I think we sometimes think, oh, it's got to be something more complicated than that. That can't quite be it. But that is it. It is just one of those things that unfortunately is simple, but not easy. I love that, Jess. And it's so meaningful to hear from you because I think on the outside, when you look at coaches and people like yourself, it's so easy to look at you and say, you know, she doesn't go through these things. She never feels this way. So just, it's very relatable to hear your experiences and know that you have these moments too. And, and how you're handling it definitely is something I can relate to. I'm so glad. Yeah. And that echoes the theme of what Caitlin asked about too. And I think, you know, one way to think about this too, especially if you're in one of those hard moments and you're really experiencing that is, and and this is something I tell myself is like, I don't want to be the person who never experiences anything hard. I don't want to build a life where I don't experience hard things because to me, I'm then missing out on a richness and a growth. And it can be hard to connect with that in the moments where you're like, this is awful and I would never, ever choose this. But then it's sort of like to bring it back to the baklava. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, but this baklava is so juicy and buttery when I bite into it. And well, it's because you know, whoever made that baklava, I'm imagining like my grandma in the kitchen, like making the baklava, like she freaking sat there for hours, like basting sheets with butter, even though like she didn't want to be doing that. Right. And so 
when you put in the layers, you put in the time, you put in the care, you put in the work, then you end up with something richer. And there's really no way to get around that, right? It's like a microwave dinner is never going to taste as good as the thing that was like cooking on the stove for 10 hours. Like you can try to speed it up as much as you want to, but you're just going to be missing the layers and the notes and the richness. And so that's how I think about that. Another Jess analogy. I love it. <laughs> yes. They're so often food related. Yes. They're <laughs> no great. surprise. Um, okay. Time for the closing questions. You have both shared such beautiful wisdom. And so I'm excited to see what comes up in these last couple of questions. These are the questions that I used to ask every guest way back in the day when this was an interview show. The first is about the title of the podcast, The Art of Speaking Up. And I love to ask everyone who comes on the show, what does The Art of Speaking Up mean to you? A lot to me. I discovered the podcast, I want to say two years ago or so. Uh, At the time, the organization I was at, they had massive layoffs. I was impacted and I was kind of down on the dumps and I just came along your podcast and started listening and it really intrigued me. I started to get like lifted up. My spirits, you know, got happier just listening to you and hearing about this like whole community that you work with and how you help build and lift women up. And so it's, it means so much more to me than just a podcast. It has really empowered me and impacted me in a way that like, I can't even begin to describe Jess. And so I just want to thank you and uh, applaud you for like having this podcast and just really empowering myself and so many other women and listeners. And so thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Caitlin. Sure. So sweet and thoughtful. I'm turning red. (laughs) How about you, Shara? I've thought a lot about this. And for me, when I think about the name, the art of speaking up, what came to me was, I think often when we think about communications, we look at it in terms of the scientific side, right? So we look at the skills, we look at things like how to be more assertive, how to do public speaking versus really that side that your podcast is all about, Jess, and that is the artistic side, the mindset, right? It's much more intuitive and different for everyone. And I think really when I think of the art of speaking up, I'm thinking about that mindset side. And as Caitlin said before this course, I don't know that I really attributed confidence to being something that was mostly, you know, in my control, something that I could change, something that I could learn. And it was only through just being in this community, through all the lessons and the great exercises that we did, that I was able to really hone into that and focus on it and grow it. So thank you, Jess. Um, As Caitlin said, I'm really grateful for this experience. It's been awesome. Oh, I'm so grateful for the two of you. And this is the perfect energy to bring into the final question, which is my favorite part of every single interview ever. And the context for this final question goes back to why I started the show, which we've talked a little bit about, which is that I went through a time period in my career where I was really struggling with my self-confidence and feeling really down about myself. And I wanted this show as a way to speak to other professional women who might be looking to find their voice, build their confidence, or who might be experiencing a down day and just need that extra pep talk or that extra little bit of inspiration to fuel them to keep going. And so with that, I want to open the floor for each of you to speak directly to someone who is listening and share whatever is on your heart that you would most want to convey to them. Don't wait for that perfect opportunity to speak up because 
that perfect opportunity is never going to happen. I've often waited in meetings to speak up and formulate this perfect script of what I was going to say. And then before I know it, the meeting was over or somebody else said exactly what I was going to say and they would get credit for the idea. People would say, oh, that's great. You know, and then I would be like really crushed. So just take that one small action at a time. And I would say again, most importantly, and this is a quote from a sign that you gave me, Jess, that's still on my desk every day that I look at is give yourself grace. So give yourself grace and if you fail, it's not the end of the world. Uh, forgive yourself and move on. I've been in your shoes. I've been that girl that was afraid to speak up and I have gotten through it. And you can too, especially with a great community of women supporting you and rallying around you. Oh, love it. That's so good, Caitlin. How about you, Shara? <laughs> I feel like it's really easy to get caught up in this cycle of comparison. You know, we're looking at images every single day of perfect people and perfect careers. And we're flooded with things like girl bosses. And so it is really, really easy to get caught up in that and to feel like maybe you're the only person that's struggling, you know, with self-confidence or with finding your voice. And what I would want to say to anyone out there that might feel this way is that you're not alone in the art of speaking up Academy. One of my favorite exercises was an exercise where we really opened up to each other and we shared very, very, very personal thoughts that we had about ourselves. And I was really struck by the fact that so many women felt this way. And so it's just really important to, to know, I think for me, at least it was helpful to know that, you know, I wasn't in this journey by myself and that there were other people out there that were dealing with this. And this is easily, you know, something that you can conquer with the right tools and a change in mindset. You know, I have found that I've been able to really make some major changes in my life and in my career. And so if you're out there and you're feeling, you know, less than confident, just know that this is something that you can work at. You can, you know, definitely become that person that you want to be. Oh, that was so beautiful. And thank you so much to the two of you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Jess. Thank you, Jess. Thank you so much, first of all, to Shara and Caitlin for opening up, sharing their stories, sharing their voice, sharing their wisdom. I was so honored to have this conversation with them on the podcast and thank you for tuning in. I'm going to be very honest with you. I felt very flattered and I turned very, very red when both of them offered their like very generous feedback and words to me about the Art of Speaking Up Academy. I am so happy to have been able to support them in such a significant way. And if you relate to them, and if you are in process of finding your voice, building your confidence, I would love to support you inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy so that you can have your story, your growth, your transformation, and all of the rewards that lie at the other end of that. The next round of the Academy is coming up next month. So mark your calendar, Doors to the Art of Speaking Up Academy are going to open May 1st through May 12th. If you are newer to hearing about the Art of Speaking Up Academy, or you're just curious to learn more about it, if you go to justguzzitcoaching.com slash academy, you can learn all about the program. You can see the entire curriculum. You can get familiar with what I teach in there. At a high level, we work on confidence, executive presence, executive communication and assertiveness. 
So really that core foundational skill set that you need to grow your confidence and find your voice. But you can see that in way more detail on my website. And you can also add yourself to the waitlist so that you are notified as soon as doors for the next round open, which is roughly a month from when this episode drops. Once again, a big thanks to Shara and Caitlin for coming on the show, for sharing their stories, and a big thanks to you for listening, and I will catch you in next week's episode.